Baby Boomer Tales. Hi there, this is Jim. Glad you could join me today. We're right back dab in the middle of summer. Been a little hot around here. Seen some 100 degree days. Those are good days to stay inside. I want to talk today about some things that maybe I'm a little different than the norm. I'm not sure how this is gonna go. I've got some stuff written down on things that I like doing or get off on doing. Anyway, I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that I do that I think is probably a little bit abnormal. But what is normal? Normal to me may not be normal to you, and I will expose that here in just a minute. And I hope that you all don't just leave this podcast scratching your head saying he's some kind of weirdo. That's a fact. I don't think this stuff is really all that weird. It's just probably different than what most people do. So we'll just start off this thing with, I like to do book work. I like to sit and pay the bills. I like to make budgets and cash flow charts and flow charts other than just cash. There for a while during the great lockdown, my wife and I would go downstairs. We have a Wii set up on the TV down there for the grandkids. Of course, I've graduated past Wii, but I catch them still playing it, you know, instead of their Xboxes or Playstations. They'll play on that Wii a little bit. We have a bowling game. We actually have two different bowling games. And we go through things where we'll go down and say, hey, you want to go bowling? It's a lot easier than trying to throw a 12-pound ball down a wooden alley. Every time we bowl, I come upstairs and I put into a spreadsheet my score. And I keep my average. And I can make a chart on that and see how I'm doing and all that stuff. So I can't just go down and play the Wii just for fun. I have to keep track of it. I keep track of my weight every morning. What I do is I wake up, I sit up in bed, and I breathe several times very deeply before I stand up. I hear that that's good for you or better for you than just waking up and sitting up and getting up just like that. So the first thing I do is I go into the bathroom, which is right there, and I do my business you know, first things first. And then I stand on the scale. I get off the scale, I wash my face, and I go in and I enter my weight for the day. My computer has told me now that I've entered it like 197 days without missing one, which tells me one thing. It tells me that I've gone over half a year without leaving town because I can't do that when I leave town unless I haul my scale with me, which I'm not going to do. I'm not that strange. But I do like to do book work. I love to, as soon as I buy something, enter it into my financial program. With our Boomer's General Store and the podcast, monies that come from that, I like to put it into my business financial program right at that time. I don't like to wait and let it build up, you know. I mean, we all have to do a certain amount of book work and pay the bills. I like paying the bills. What I like the most about paying the bills is I keep charts and graphs on all that stuff, of course. And I like to see it go down, you know. Hey, this is the lowest the electric bill's been in five months. This is the lowest June we've had 
on the electric bill in the last eight years. Things like that. I think that's not in the realms of normal people unless they're accountants or something. Which I find the accountants are kind of different folks themselves for me. So I'm not an accountant. I just like to keep track. It all started years ago when we had our department store. Maybe it started before that when I was a kid keeping track of people's batting averages. That's when it started. I was probably about eight. I like to mow grass, even though it's a lot of work because I'll mow for three hours at a time usually. It's relaxing to me. I do believe the reason it's relaxing, and I'm not talking about a little push mower or a walk behind mower or even a lawn tractor. I'm talking about we have a 60 inch zero turn radius, those things with the big sticks that you push in your pole, kind of like a skid steer. And I mow a lot of grass at one time. And I think the reason I enjoy that is it keeps me from having to do other things. Like if I weed eat my pond, that's a lot of hard work. And I have a special weed eater for that that makes it easier. But mowing, I'm just sitting there, just sitting there thinking and daydreaming and trying to get it just right. My yard is large enough. You see those long stripes back and forth, kind of like at a baseball park, you know? You go to a major league game and how nice. Now, those guys are pros, and I'm anything close to a pro. I'm not, it doesn't even resemble my equipment or my skill levels, not like those guys. But I can make my yard look pretty good for a country yard. I can. Grocery shopping. I love to grocery shop. A lot of it goes along with seeing how much I can save. And at the same time, I'm amazed at how much stuff costs. But I'm always cruising ads, cruising coupons, cruising where I can get, you know, the most gas points or the latest freebie or all that stuff. I shop about four different places, but I shop at our grocery store on a regular basis. Every Friday, every Friday, every Friday. Because on Friday, if I spend $25, I get something free. Sometimes it's a case of water. Sometimes it's a pizza. Sometimes it's a half gallon of ice cream. But if I spend $25, they have a certain freebie that week. So I enjoy shopping for groceries. Now, I don't like shopping for other stuff. I don't. I don't like shopping for clothes or any of that. It's okay to go to a hardware store or a tractor store. But really, I'm not a shopper. But I am a grocery shopper, and I enjoy it. It's my happy place. I've talked about this before. A lot of it may stem from being raised in a grocery store. But a lot of it is just my nerdiness of numbers and prices and get home and I keep track of how much I spend on groceries month after month after month. You know, I'm big on budgets. Not that I'm a prisoner to that budget and I think a lot of budgets if you follow it to the letter which people do you become a prisoner to that you are a slave to your budget I am not I just like to see if I can get it below the budget that's all if I do I do but I'm not going to pass up on the ice cream just to be under budget either I'm not if I want to buy some ice cream I will buy some ice cream enough for that. Sweeping. 
I like to sweep with a broom. I don't like the big push brooms, but the regular broom, and I really like the corn brooms. But some of these new brooms that have the angle on it and stuff, they're okay. I sweep left-handed. I don't enjoy sweeping right-handed, but I do like sweeping. I sweep our kitchen floor about every day. I'll go out and sweep the garage. It's an amazing thing to me because I hated sweeping when I was a kid. I absolutely hated it. I made a podcast episode once about sweeping the garage. That was my job, was to sweep the garage when I was a kid. And it was like torture. I was being tortured. Moving right along. I like my covers tucked in. Instead of out, if all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, some reason, I've kicked those covers out from being tucked in at the end of the bed, And I'm tall enough that my feet hang over the edge of the bed. In fact, that's where I'm comfortable, my feet hanging over that. Well, if those covers aren't tucked in, it'll wake me up. I'll get up in the middle of the night and re-tuck them. You know, the room's dark, so I have to turn on some kind of light. My wife's over there whimpering. She's short. She doesn't know that the covers aren't tucked in. That is not even a thing to her. But she tucks them in for me, and I have to tuck them back in. This brings me to the next thing about sleeping in a bed. I like my room cold. It has to come from when I was a kid. My mother would, in the winter, we had this one little blanket. In the summer, we had the same little blanket, and she would open the windows. At 8,000 feet above sea level, which was the altitude of the little town I was raised in, in north-central Colorado Rocky Mountains, it would get below 30 degrees most mornings in the summertime. And so it was cold. Well, I like a lot of covers. I learned that after I grew up. I lived out in a shed one time where there's no heat, no windows, no doors, no nothing really. And it was colder inside than it was outside. In the wintertime, you could freeze to death. But I had about eight inches of blankets on me. And I've got, so I have to have that room cold. In the summertime, by design, my bedroom has three heat vents, plus one in the bathroom. So I turn the air down to 73 in the summertime, and I open those vents at night. And it gets, you know, pretty cool in that room, way below 73, like in the 60s. And then I have several blankets on me. My wife and I have come to a treaty where you know not as many as i want but more than what she wants so we can coexist in the bed together so anyway i like my room cold in the winter time i shut all those heat vents so that the room is cold plus i turn the heat down but 73 that's pretty good for the house it's warm and yet not hot not cool like the bedroom i like to sleep where it's cold colder the better. I have talked to some folks that I knew from my childhood that, you know, I was raised around and stuff. Several of them have expressed the same thing, so I'm not alone in this. I like to rotate my clothes. My clothes are a weird deal. First of all, I like to wear what is comfortable. As I get older, I'm worse about it. We had a huge discussion about my shoes because they look terrible and I mentioned this a few weeks ago and so I went shoe shopping with my wife and got myself two new pairs of shoes 
So I come home with shoes and I go to the grocery store a few days later and I put on my old shoes that she says I look like I'm homeless wearing. I don't care. They're comfortable. I will break these new shoes in. I will eventually. I promised I would wear them because she told me to take them back. It's obvious I'm not going to wear my new shoes. Take those shoes back. And I said, no, darling, I'll wear them. Well, one pair, pair of Converse All-Stars, the low top that I was raised wearing, I got a pair of those. And I've worn those a couple times. But the other, you know, they're a very expensive pair of shoes because I'm not going to buy any cheap shoes to start with. But then I'm going to wear them until they f literally fall off my feet. So I've got a new pair of those. And I will wear them. I promised I would. Clothes are the same way. But... Like my t-shirts, I'm big on t-shirts. I rotate them. The next one in the rotation is the next one I wear. It's not what goes with where I'm going or whatever. Oh, this one's next in the rotation. So I rotate my clothes kind of like I rotate my food. Because I do, I rotate our food. We have a grocery store down in our basement. And I make sure the oldest can is in the front. You know, like you should do. Now, I know I might sound like I'm becoming an old crazy man. There's nothing I can do about becoming old. And there's everything I can do about becoming crazy. Our song of the week is I Walk the Line. Written and recorded in 1956 by Johnny Cash. It became number one on Billboard's country charts and became his signature song. Carl Perkins encouraged Cash to name the song I Walk the Line, and producer Sam Phillips from Sun Records convinced Johnny to make it an up-tempo song, because Johnny had it as a ballad. The up-tempo seemed to work. The times old Johnny hums on the song, you hear him hum several times, that is because he's trying to get his pitch because the song changes keys several times while he's singing. That's why he hums it. It's not part of the lyrics. It is a reason it's like a map for him to sing on key. Johnny Cash recorded this great song four times during his career. For you, I know I'd even try to turn the tide because you're mine. Linda Ronstadt and the Stone Ponies sang a great song written by Michael Nesmith called Different Drum. A lot of ways we all march to a different drum and that's what makes us all unique and different from one another. Just because I think something's normal and is the way it should be does not even mean that that's how you should be and the way you are is probably Greek to me. I know I speak about this once in a while, how my wife and I are total polar opposites. And yet, we seem to fit like two pieces in a jigsaw puzzle. I can't do it without her and her differences, even though they drive me crazy at times. And I don't think she could really do it without old crazy Jim over here. It's an amazing thing, and it's an awesome way God created us. It'd be a pretty boring place if we were just a bunch of lemmings. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Thank you for riding along today. I really do appreciate it. Always be kind. From the moment you wake up, 
throughout your day. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.